0: Welcome to the Relentless Grace Podcast. This church has left the building. Your host is Pastor Paula Mamel.
1: Welcome to the Relentless Grace Podcast, a podcast for people who are seeking an authentic, unbridled faith connection with Jesus that is relevant in the 21st century. Whether you have been bruised by organized religion and walked away or are still engaged but looking for a way to deepen your spiritual journey, Relentless Grace is a podcast to connect with your spirit. Each week, I try to find the connections between the timeless Word of God and the reality of our everyday lives through reflections on the Word and ways to implement your faith in your daily life. This show is seeking to provide a re-communion of seekers, doubters, goers and leavers, with the power of the Holy Spirit outside the walls of a congregation. This church has left the building. This week we continue our series on the Beatitudes. Looking at the Beatitude, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is often one of the most misinterpreted of all of the Beatitudes, because meekness is confused with weakness. In the message and community connection, I'll be focusing on how being meek is actually a virtue that gives us peace and allows us to control our anger, granting us a wholeness that God desires for us, not claiming things for ourselves, but trusting God to give us what we need. I hope you enjoy the show today and that in it you learn, like I did, a little bit more about what it means to be meek and how this virtue can really make our lives more peaceful.
0: Psalm 37, New Revised Standard Version Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and God will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in God, and God will act. God will make your vindication shine like the light, and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord, and wait patiently for God. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way over those who carry out evil devices, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only leads to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there, but the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5-7, through seven, New Revised Standard Version Dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time God will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for God cares about you. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, the Good News version. Come to me, all of you who are tired from carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and put it on you, and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest. For the yoke I will give you is easy and the load I will put on you is light.
1: Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I have to admit, this was a pretty tough beatitude for me. First of all, because I don't think anyone has ever accused me of being meek. It's not a beatitude that I felt an immediate connection with. But beyond that, I know that the word meek is really a struggle for a lot of people. You hear the word meek and it's not exactly an attribute that you think, oh yeah, yeah, I want that on my tombstone. I want that on my epitaph. I was a meek person. As a result, I had to spend a lot of time doing a deep dig into what meekness is what the word meek meant when Jesus said it, and really seek to reclaim the word. Because after reading what I did, I came to realize that meekness is an attribute I should want, something that truly does bring blessing. The problem, I think, is that we have equated meekness with weakness. But that's not what it means. It comes from a Greek word that essentially means strength under control. Meekness is not about cowering or being frightened. Meekness is not about being wimpy. Instead, it's actually the opposite of that. It's about being able to control one's temper, to control one's anger, especially when it comes to defending oneself. One of the translations that is often used instead of the word meekness is gentleness, the soft touch, the connection, and not immediately reacting with ire or wrath, but rather knowing when to act and when not to act. I was trying to think of a good example of someone who displayed the kind of meekness that we are seeking in our life, the kind of blessing that Jesus was looking for. And after thinking about it a long time, I realized that the best example is Jesus. In fact, in scripture, Jesus only says on one occasion, learn from me. Only one time does he specifically say, you need to learn this from me. In Matthew, the 11th chapter, Jesus said, Come to me, you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and you will learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden light. That's the only place where Jesus says, learn from me. I think it's telling that this is the one time that Jesus says, learn from me, because he recognizes that his disciples, those who are following him, well, they often carry heavy burdens and heavy loads. And what Jesus shows in his life is knowing when to act and when not to act. Jesus is not meek in the sense of being weak or backing down. If you look at Jesus' life, he stood up for what was right and wrong. There is the story of Jesus going into the temple and seeing it full of a bunch of people trying to make money by selling things, basically turning his father's house into a marketplace, trying to benefit for themselves by selling God. This angers Jesus, and what he does with his anger is not weak or wimpy. He goes in and he clears it out. Jesus is willing to speak truth to power. When he sees the poor being oppressed, he speaks up. When someone attacked a woman who was washing his feet and showing honor to him, he stood up for her. Even though he was a guest at a house, he told the people commenting on her to back off. When Jesus encountered a crowd ready to stone a woman to death because of adultery, he confronted them with their sinfulness, saying, You who are without sin cast the first stone. Jesus was willing to say what needed to be said to defend others. He was willing to go to the brink to defend people who would use God for their own personal gain. But where he showed meekness, where he showed gentleness, where he showed power and anger under control was when he went to the cross. He did not fight for himself to not be defeated he allowed what happened to happen. He was able to check his anger and allow his message of forgiveness to speak for itself. That is meekness. That is gentleness. That is taking the anger and the struggles of the world and having control over it. That's why Jesus said, learn from me. Too often we become outraged and angry about things that we don't need to become outraged or angry about. Too often we take personal insults and that drives us. You know the old phrase, I don't get mad, I get even? That is the opposite of meekness. What the gentleness of God means is that we trust God to take care of those who have hurt us. We trust God's divine justice. That's the whole concept behind the essence of the civil rights movement nonviolent resistance. That is meekness. That is standing up for what is right, but not making it about yourself. Contrast that with the recent spate of violence that has occurred to people of color who have been shot at because they knocked on the wrong door or they drove in the wrong driveway or they approached the wrong car. That kind of response, that kind of reaction by shooting first and asking questions later, well, that's the antithesis of meekness, the opposite of having anything under control. You know, in hockey, there's an award that's given every year, the Lady Bing Trophy. The Lady Bing Trophy is given for gentlemanly play. It's given to the player who demonstrates the kind of sportsmanship that at its best defines what can be a pretty violent sport. In other words, it's about keeping anger in check. It's about controlling one's emotions. That's what meekness is about, I think. The concept of the lady Bing trophy defines that for hockey players and I think it can define it for us in our lives as well so that we don't lash out in anger the idea behind being meek is not going around and grabbing things and saying mine 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 like the birds in finding Nemo grabbing everything for yourself that's why the meek inherit the earth they have it given to them. They don't take it. A meek person trusts God and God's divine justice to help them as they deal with the struggles of life. That is the yoke that God gives us. That is the gift that makes life lighter by trusting God rather than our own desires. It says in Proverbs 3, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge God and God will make your paths straight. That is the definition of meekness. That is the definition of gentleness. Not trying to wrest control for ourselves, but trusting in God. Yes, standing up when we need to, speaking truth to power but always making sure that what is driving us is not our own ego, but what is right. One of my favorite phrases is, the view from the high road is always better. That also is what I think Jesus was getting at with this beatitude, the meek shall inherit the earth. Because it means that you don't do what you can to hurt someone, but instead you take the higher road, the view from above. Not getting down and dirty, not reacting in anger, but trusting. Ernest Hemingway once said, courage is grace under fire. True courage is not responding in anger and lashing out. True courage is measuring, thinking, reacting. Based not on what we want, but on what is God's desire. Not making it about our agenda but trusting in God's agenda. Ultimately, meekness is not about returning evil for evil, but returning good for evil. Showing love, showing restraint, bearing one another's burdens. This does not mean letting someone walk all over you. This doesn't mean letting someone abuse you. That is, I think, an abuse of the word meekness as intended by Jesus. Jesus stood up when he needed to stand up. This is not an excuse to be a doormat. That's not it. It's about having the strength and ability to know when to act and to know when not to. In the Community Connection, I am going to talk about the serenity prayer. And I think that is the definition of meekness. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That is the ability to let go sometimes and let God be the definer of our lives. Ultimately, God calls us to trust in God with our lives to trust in God with all of the pain and the brokenness and the unfairness and to believe that ultimately God will triumph. Anger is a human emotion and it's okay to have it. Jesus showed anger, but reacting out of anger rather than taking the time, taking a beat to use the hockey term to check our anger, well, that's when problems happen. But when we check our anger, and take a beat. That is meekness. That is gentleness. How often have I failed because I have responded too quickly in anger and frustration rather than counting to 10, rather than thinking about what I'm going to say? That is gentle spirit. That is kindness. That is what Jesus meant when he talked about meekness. Strength under control. Not going off not throwing fits, but trusting, believing. Meekness is the opposite of weakness. It is the calm strength that harnesses the power of anger and directs it to good. Anger is a God-given emotion. It is a natural feeling. But for most of us, the anger that's supposed to correct some evil normally ends up destroying some good instead. Anger is meant to be constructive. It's meant to give us energy to fix problems. The vice of anger is the sin where our anger causes us to create problems and destroy things. Meekness is not letting that happen. Ignatius of Antioch was going to face his martyrdom. He was being condemned for being a Christian. And on his journey, where he was headed to the place where he was going to face martyrdom, he wrote about meekness. Humility and non retaliation toward antagonistic non believers. He wrote, In response to their anger, be gentle. And the word he used there was the word used for meek. In response to their boasts, be humble. In response to their slander, offer prayers. In response to their errors, be steadfast in faith. In response to their cruelty, be civilized. Do not be eager to imitate them. Let us show by our forbearance that we are their brothers and sisters. Let us be eager to be imitators of the Lord. That is an example of meekness. The virtue of meekness is also captured in this prayer by Teresa of Avila that was used for the song from Tese that will follow this. Let nothing trouble you. Let nothing frighten you. Everything passes. God never changes. Patience obtains all. Whoever has God wants for nothing. God alone is enough. When we embrace that, then we are learning from Jesus, taking his yoke upon us. Jesus knows that our hearts and our souls will be better. When we check our angry response, and when we learn to embrace meekness for all of its virtues, then we don't have to grab what is ours because God will give it to us. Amen.
2: Nothing can trouble, nothing can frighten. Those who seek God shall never go wanting. Nothing can trouble, nothing can frighten. God alone fills us. Nothing can trouble. Those who seek God shall never go wanting Nothing can trouble, nothing can frighten God alone fills us Nothing can trouble, nothing can frighten Those who seek God shall never Can trouble nothing can frighten God alone fills us nothing can trouble nothing can frighten those who seek god shall never go wanting nothing can trouble nothing can frighten god alone
1: How do we practice meekness? How can we use that for a community connection? I would suggest that the way to practice meekness, the way to practice gentleness, is to really work the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That, I believe, is the best way for us to make a community connection this week, to connect the word to our lives, to work the serenity prayer. We do that by checking our power and putting it under control. So this week, I propose the following things to do the next time you feel you want to respond in anger or wrath, knowing that that can destroy relationships. First, stop and think. Before you react, ask yourself, hmm, what do I really want in the end? Do I want a wake of destruction? Do I want to burn bridges? Do I want to burn relationships? Do I want vengeance? Do I want to look like an idiot who's out of control? Or do I really want to be connected to God, to love God, to love my neighbor and even my enemies? Do I want to be defined by angry responses or by grace? And then think about what you can do in a given situation. Is there something that I can do? If you can, act. Do what you can. God grant me the courage to change the things I can. But if this is not your responsibility, if there is nothing you can do, if it's beyond your control, then stay calm. Stay out of it. Don't engage. And don't make it about you. This is fairly simple and fairly challenging. But it's really important if we want to live lives that are peaceful. That's why Jesus wanted us to take that yoke. That's why we needed to learn from Jesus because we spend so much time with uncontrolled anger. And that's not helpful to us and it's not helpful to anyone else. But when we take that yoke, and we take the yoke that makes not everything our responsibility. Having the courage to change what we can, standing up, fighting for the things that are right, but making sure before we act that it's not in anger or wrath, but out of love and a pursuit of justice. This isn't weakness. This isn't fear. This is gentleness that reflects what Jesus did. So this week, work the serenity prayer. Put it somewhere so that the next time you are angry, you can look at it and think, "Hmm, do I want to carry this burden of anger upon myself or do I want to learn from Jesus as he asked me to? Because the Jesus way, the Jesus way will lead us to peace. Thanks for joining me today on Relentless Grace. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. As I said at the beginning, I learned a lot as I did my research for this, and I hope it helps you in the same way that I think it will help me in my spiritual journey. In a world sometimes where we can be overwhelmed by a desire to defend ourselves, it's helpful to remember that we have a God who is our sure defense. I appreciate your listening in to the podcast, and for those of you who have provided feedback, it's been very helpful as I try to continue to hone the podcast. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you use, and also if you can rate us, that would be fantastic. For those who wish to support this ministry, you may do so at patreon.com by supporting the Relentless Grace podcast. It's a way to provide support for the ongoing expenses of this podcast and a way to make it a sustainable, ongoing ministry. You may also contact me by emailing me at the Relentless Grace Podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or if you wish to provide support in some way beyond using the Patreon app. Next week, we'll be looking at the next beatitude. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I send you out today with the blessing from Isaiah, the 55th chapter. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all of the trees of the field will clap their hands.
2: You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will bright forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap. clap their hands as you go out with joy.